Well, I have never followed the Orange Blossom special. And I thought for a minute they were going to break out in Rocky Top, and I was about to show enough have a fit, I'll tell you. Man, hasn't it been a blessing to be here? I am so grateful for the opportunity and the privilege to stand before you. Brother Mark, you blessed my heart. Thank you, my brother. I'm honored to, to be here, and I'm honored to serve you at the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Uh, it is a great honor to do so. And I'm honored by the people I get to work with who love this state. And I am so honored to get to work with our executive director who has a heart for lost souls. Tennessee needs Jesus. If you have your Bible, turn with me to the book of Hebrews chapter 10. Brother Mark, you scared me for a moment. And verse 36. Verse 36, Hebrews 10, verse 36. I'm going to ask you, if you will, in reverence to the Word of God, stand with me as we read. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 36. For you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for a sweet, sweet time that you have given us here. God, thank you that this conference center has been transformed to a tabernacle of worship. God, thank you for all we've heard, all we've experienced, and all we've participated in. And God, as we come now to this text, I pray that it would please you to preach to us today. You know every heart and every need. God, I'm unable, unworthy, undeserving. I can't bring the message that needs to come. I am totally and completely dependent upon you. And I pray you'd preach to us this morning. And Lord, since you're going to preach, I pray that all the glory, praise, and honor would be credited to Jesus. For it's in his name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. The author of Hebrews exhorts us here that we need endurance. He, he didn't say it's a good idea to have some. You might want to consider pick up a loaf of endurance at the store. He said you need endurance. The word endurance comes from two Greek words hypo meno, hypo under meno to remain. Literally, endurance means to remain under. We could, and we find often translated this word to be patience or perseverance, but it's literally bearing up or standing under, firm in the face of difficulties. Endurance is an active hope. It resists defeat, and it stands courageously in the time of trouble. Now, that's what endurance is, but I believe it would pay big dividends to us today if I could show you what endurance looks like. So just watch this. 
So, Coach, how strong is Westview this year? A lot stronger than we are. You already written Friday night down as a loss, Brock? Well, not if I knew we could beat them. Come here, Brock. You too, Jeremy. What, am I in trouble now? Not yet. I want to see you do the death crawl again, except I want to see your absolute best. <laughs> <laughs> what, you want me to go to the 30? I think you can go to the 50. The 50? I can go to the 50 if nobody's on my back. I think you can do it with Jeremy on your back. But even if you can, I want you to promise me you're going to do your best. All right. Your best. Okay. You going to give me your best? I'm going to give you my best. All right, one more thing. I want you to do it blindfolded. Why? Because I don't want you giving up at a certain point when you can go further. Get down. Jeremy, get on his back. I get a good tight hold, Jeremy. All right. Let's go, Brock. Keep your knees off the ground. Just your hands and feet. There you go. A little bit left. A little bit left. There you go. Show me good effort. That way, Brock. You keep coming. There you go. It's a good start. A little bit left. A little bit left. There you go, Brock. Good strength. That's it, Brock. That's it. Not the 20 yet? Forget the 20. You give me your best. You keep going. That's it. No, don't stop, Brock. You got more in you than that. Hey, done. Just rest in a second. You gotta keep moving. Let's keep moving. Let's go. Don't quit till you got nothing left. There you go. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving, Brock. That's it. You keep driving. Keep your knees off the ground. Keep driving it. Your very best. Your very best. Your very best. Keep moving, Brock. That's it. That's it. That's it. Keep going. Don't quit on me. Keep going. Keep driving it. Keep driving. Keep your knees off the ground. That's it. Your very best. Don't quit on me. Your very best. Keep driving. Keep driving. There you go. There you go. That's it. You keep driving. Keep your knees off the ground. Keep driving it. Don't quit till you got nothing left. Keep moving, Brock. That's it. That's it. That's it. Keep going. I want everything you got. Come on. Keep going. It hurts. Don't quit on me. Your very best. Keep driving. Keep driving. There you go. There you go. He's heavy. I know I'm, he's heavy. I'm bad out of strength. Then you negotiate with your body to find more strength, but don't you give up on me, Brock. You keep going, you hear me? You keep going. You're doing good. You keep going. Do not quit on me. You keep going. It hurts. I know it hurts. You keep going. You keep going. It's all hard from here. 30 more steps. You keep going, Brock. Come on. Keep going. Burn. And let it burn. burn. It's all hard. You keep going, Brock. Come on. Come on. Keep going. You promise me your best. You're fast! Don't stop! Keep going! It's not too hard! You keep going! Come on, Brock! Give me more! Give me more! Keep going! 20 more steps! 20 more! Keep going, Brock! Give me your best! Don't quit! No! Keep going! Keep going! Keep going! Don't quit! Don't quit! Don't quit! Brock Kelly, you don't quit! Keep going! Keep going! Go, Brock Kelly! You don't quit on me!
So will they. Oh, tell me you can't give me more than what I've been seeing. You just carried a 140-pound man across this whole field on your arms. Brock, I need you. God's gifted you with you. Yes. Coach? What is it, Jeremy? I wear 160. That's what endurance looks like. It's hard to verbalize that, but it's pretty clear when you see it. And the Bible says that we need endurance. It's not optional. We need endurance. So in Proverbs, he says, for you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Why do we need endurance? The first thing I see is that we need endurance because it's through endurance that we experience the promises of God. If we do not endure, we never experience all that God has for us. I am convinced that far too many times we miss God's best simply because we don't endure what is before us to experience his best. The promises of God come after the endurance. We endure in order that we may experience what he has for us. When we are living in the will of God, we will be faced with troubles and trials. Our faith will be challenged. But when your faith is right and you're fulfilling the word of God in your life, you will experience his promises. Can I get a witness? Now, I want to remind you that we need endurance, first of all, because through endurance, we experience the promises of God. But secondly, through endurance, listen to me, through endurance, we're able to make it. Now, now listen to me. We make it because we are going to have trials. The only way to make it is to endure because you're going to have trials. This is why we need endurance to experience his promise. And secondly, because trials are inevitable. Jesus said, in this world, you'll have tribulation. I didn't come to tell you today you need endurance when tough times come. I came to tell you you need endurance because tough times are coming. They're already packed up and on the way. Yeah. 
Well, I just want, I want everything to be easy. <laughs> well, you know, you don't get everything you want. And you're not going to get it here because the Bible teaches us we're going to have trials. I, I get so amazed when people talk about the Christian life being a bed of roses. And, and I agree it is. We just have to remember with the rose comes the thorn. Because I'm telling you, you're going to have tough times. Now, Brother Mark stood here this morning and poured his heart out to us and he shared of his trials and his struggles. And I imagine if I open up the floor, everybody here could give a testimony of tough and difficult times, trials and tribulations because we all have them. And if you say, well, I really couldn't testify to any, you just go on home and wait. It'll get there because you're going to have some trouble. Listen to me. We get so tore up when troubles come and we're like, why me? Why me? What have I done? I've tried to live right. Why me? Because Jesus said you're going to have them. He didn't say, pray you'll have no troubles. But he did say, you need endurance. See, we need endurance because we want to experience his promise. But we need endurance because we're going to have troubles and trials. And if not you, why not? Well, you know, they live such and such and they do this. But what about you? I, I can't tell you about everybody else. I'm talking about you and me. We're going to have trials. I love Sister Sandpaper. Man, that was a great word. Praise the Lord. I'm going to use that. I, I already used the cold water committee, but I'm going to add that to my repertoire. Uh, Sister Sandpaper. <laughs> I had Brother Joy. I use the term loosely who I pastored and I buried right before I moved from a church. And I thought, and I didn't just think it. I asked, I said, Lord, now why exactly did you not take him when I first got here? Because this has been... <laughs> I'm just being real. I'm just being real. And Lord, when you take Brother Joy, take Sister Sandpaper with him. So I, I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't understand. I, I, I don't know how any of you could have any troubles in your church. <laughs> I had them all in mine, I think. I, do you know that feeling? That's why you need endurance. Now, I'm telling you, you need endurance, but I want to guarantee you trouble. I want to guarantee you trouble. I want to guarantee you trials and tribulations and difficulties. They're coming. You're, if, you're not, if they're not there yet, they're coming. Promise. And don't get mad at God. I said, don't get mad at God. I said, don't get mad at God. Just endure. Get up under it and remain under it. Now, now I have found, I, I don't get mad at God, but I certainly say, God, I need you to get up under here with me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Endurance is absolutely needed for two reasons. So we can experience the promise of God and because we're going to have trials. It's just inevitable. So we need endurance for these reasons. But how is it that we can endure? How do we endure? 
Well, I'm glad you asked because Brother James had a word for us about that in chapter one, just the next book over, just a couple pages from Hebrews 10. And it said, my brethren, amen, count it all joy. My brethren, count it all joy. My brethren, I don't believe you got it yet. Count it all joy. Not all joy, but all joy. Now, now you understand, <laughs> we all love to talk about this verse. It says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Now, now, now why in the free world would Brother James tell us to count it joy when we fall into various trials? Well, first of all, he knew trials were inevitable. See, see when, he, when God inspired him through the Holy Spirit to write these words, it was because he knew all of us would understand various trials. And so since we would all be in the same boat, James says, under the inspiration of the Spirit, count it all joy. Now, now, now stay with me. We are not to count it all reluctant joy. I've become weary when I hear people say, well, it's just so hard. It's just so hard. I'm just struggling. It's bad. You know, and they give you that for about 30 minutes. And then they say, but, you know, count it all joy. <laughs> That's not what that verse says. As a matter of fact, if you translate that verse, it tells us that it's not count it reluctant joy, but it's supposed to be sheer excited joy. I mean, you're supposed to be thrilled, pure joy, unmixed joy, pure and complete joy because you're in trials. Preach, I can't do it. Well, you need to try. How is it that we are to endure? We're supposed to endure joyfully. But listen to me. You'll never, ever endure joyfully until you learn how to submit willfully. And when we willfully submit to the lordship of Jesus Christ and the leadership of Jesus Christ, when troubles come in that moment, he will give you a joy unspeakable. I, 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 I don't know how to explain joy in the midst of trials. You just have to experience it. And unless you're willing to submit to what the Lord has, why am I in this trial? It doesn't matter. We always worried about why. Why don't you just worry about getting through with joy? I don't know why you're in this trial. Maybe it's because Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have trials. And I've rarely been able to understand the trial until I got through it. Is anybody here? I mean, I know how to mully grub on this side of it. <laughs> I know how to complain and get disgruntled and blame everybody on this side. But when I get through the other side, I can look back and say, well, that's what the Lord was trying to do. Sometimes you have to go down a mountain through the valley and back up a mountain before you know you can get up a mountain. Endurance says, I'm going to joy in my trials. And let me tell you something, the more we joy in our trials, our troubles, and our difficulties, the more we begin to see our trials as not tribulation, but rather we see them as opportunities. 
Man, there's some days, and my little wife over here can testify. I, I, I don't know how many Mondays, number without end, that I came home and said, I'm doing something else. I'm going to sell cars or insurance or just be a greeter at Walmart. <laughs> but I'm tired of this. I know I'm the only one. I probably shouldn't be that transparent. There were those occasions I wanted to throw in the towel. But as I look back now, I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. <laughs> wouldn't take nothing for what I've been through already because it was through the trials that when the trials rise today, I'm reminded he's always come through. <laughs> he's never been late. He's never been short. He's always been right on time. So when the trials come, we ought to just learn how to say, well, thank you, Lord. That'll scare, that'll, that will scare your trial to death. Whatever your tribulation is, well, glory. That tribulation will say, what is wrong with this person? But go ahead and praise him because in the midst of enduring, we should endure. Well, preacher, you don't understand. It's hard. Oh, okay. I don't understand, but Jesus does. And Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 says, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Now tell me about your tribulation again. What was that trouble that nobody understood? And Jesus endured. Jesus endured. What did he endure? He endured your sin and my sin being hung on a cross, nailed to a tree, hands and feet, a spear pierced side, a crown of thorn pierced his brow, and he hung on the cross and shed his blood for the joy set before him. That's what it said. He endured for the joy. That's pretty rich right there. And it's also pretty convicting. Would anybody say amen to being convicted? Because Jesus was willing to die and all the while keeping his eye on the joy of saving you. For the joy set before, what joy was it? Redemption of man. Drawing us unto himself, realizing on that side of the cross that one day on the other side of the cross, we would meet him and spend eternity with him in glory for that joy he endured. So I don't know what your trial is, but I don't believe it's as much as the cross. And if it is, count it all joy. Say, Jesus made it and I'm going with him. Amen. Mm. Trials and suffering, tribulations come in so many different forms. You never know how they're going to show up. And they're not just physical. They're often mental and, and even more, it's emotional. But God is God over our physical, our mental, and our emotional. And no matter how hard it gets, we must learn how to count it all sheer excited joy, no matter what the trial is or what form it takes. But you'll never count it all joy unless you endure. That's why the Bible tells us that we needed endure. Why do we endure? Because we want to experience his promise and we cannot without endurance. Why do we endure? Because we know trials are coming and so we need endurance. How do we endure? By counting it all joy. 
by rejoicing even in the midst of the trial. So you may ask, what's the purpose in enduring? What's the purpose? The first purpose of endurance is to test us. I said to test us. We don't really like to talk about being tested. But endurance tests us. As we saw in this video clip, this young man was the strongest player on the team. He was a leader, yet his attitude and his words were not giving good leadership. And so the coach put him in a position to be tested. And can I tell you, can I tell you one of my favorite parts of that whole clip? Is when they start standing up and that music goes, hmm. I mean, man, you know something about to happen, don't you? But do you know what's happening in that moment? He's gaining the respect of his teammates. And they're standing up to look in awe at what's happening. When various trials come your way, God is testing your faith, not so he can prove it. Now just hang right there for a minute. <laughs> Woo! When God allows trials to come our way, he is, he is testing your faith, not so he can prove it, but so you can prove it. He already knows it works. I said he already knows it works. He wants you to know it works. I said, he wants you to know it were. Did you, did you remember little David? Little David was the, the he had been anointed king and, and there's this big old giant named Goliath. I've been struggling. I wanted to preach this this morning. My wife said it's bad when I get more than one sermon on my heart, I preach them all. So I'm just trying to not do that. But, but little David over there, little David, amen. Little David has been anointed king, but he hears about Goliath. You remember, don't you? And, and so Saul calls him in and he says, yeah, I can take Goliath. I'll go get him. We're not going to have him talking about my God. And Saul puts all that armor on him. And, and, you know what David said? He, he, he said, I, I, you want me to go out there with all this on? I, I can hardly move. And, and the scripture says, David said, he could not, Go in Saul's armor because he had not tested it. He tests us with our endurance because through our endurance we learn faith. And if you never endure, you never experience. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. Isn't that where we started? Wait, 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 wait. For you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. He tests us, but he not only tests us with endurance, he teaches us with endurance. See, see, he teaches us, the testing teaches us how to endure. If you never have, he said you have need of endurance. Why? Because trials are going to come and you can't experience promise if you don't. But you need endurance because through endurance you will face the testing and facing the testing you will come through with a faith that is rich and deep and firm. But you wouldn't know that if you didn't have some testing. So the testing is used to teach. Now, now, now let, me just, let me just help you right here. Are you with me? Peter did not know he had water walking faith 
until he got out of the boat. Just hang it on the clothesline of your mind. Let the Holy Ghost blow on it a minute. He didn't know he had water walking faith until he got out of the boat. And some of y'all saying, Lord, I wish you'd give me more faith. You know, this trouble I'm having, all these trials. And God's looking at you. Listen, it's going to help you. God's looking at you saying, get out the boat. I asked the Lord one time. <laughs> I asked the Lord, Gerald and I, I was pastoring down in South Louisiana, and God was dealing with my heart about going into full-time evangelism. And we're driving down the road, and, and we're talking about how in the world we could do this. You know, uh, I had no meetings planned, <laughs> but yet I felt like the Lord was calling. And so we're talking about it, and, and you know, in all honesty, we're like, well, how are we going to make it? <laughs> and so we're having a rather uh, intense discussion. And, <laughs> and after we had had a rather intense discussion, I like to call it a holy hush kind of fell over the car. And when the holy hush came, I, I began to pray in my spirit, not out loud, just in my spirit. And I said, Lord, I will do this. I'll resign my church Sunday. I'll do whatever you want me to do if you'll give me more faith. And you know what God said to me? No. <laughs> I was like, could you put a little whipped cream on that before you deliver it like that? No. I mean, just No. I'm not deaf, just, you know, say it kind. And he said, no. But then he said this to follow his no. He said, no. He didn't say it audibly like you and I are talking. It's a lot louder. He said, no. I can't give you more faith until you step out. I broke the holy hush. I mean, that moment, that moment. And I said, Gerald, I'm resigning Sunday. Hey, when God gives you a word, hello? And I couldn't experience what he had for me if I wasn't willing to step out. And some of you cower in the midst of trials when God wants you to soar in the midst of trials because he's trying to teach you endurance so you learn your faith is sufficient. What Paul do? He went to the Lord three times and said, take this thorn from my flesh. And he said, no, but every time he said, my grace is sufficient. Listen, Paul had to learn through the struggles that God was enough. So you endure for testing, but you endure testing in order that you might be taught. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Come on now. I'm so glad I'm not too old to learn. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad I'm not so ignorant to think I can't learn some more. Let me say that again. I'm glad I'm not so ignorant as to think I can't learn. When you think you've learned it all, if you're still here, I got news for you, you haven't. Amen. You ought to write that down. That'll bless you. Because if you've learned it all, he'll take you on. What else do you have? I need your oxygen anyway. What's the purpose in enduring, to test us, to teach us, but also endurance transforms us. It perfects us. It completes us. God doesn't do his perfect and complete work in and through us 
unless we willingly submit to him and endure whatever he puts before us. Why would he, have you ever read to whom much is given, much is required? We always think about that in the terms of stuff we have. Listen, listen. We, we are given trials to teach us, to change us, to transform us so that we can give unto him what we should, that we should be to him what we ought to be. God is using trials in our lives so we can practice endurance, which produces faith. We learn perfectly and completely through trials. Now, now, I always wanted to go to school and never have any tests. I always thought that was a great idea. I, I mean, if I could go to school with no test and hey, while I'm out there, no homework, I thought, man, that'd be it. But the problem would be I'd be ignorant when school was over because I wasn't put to the test. Now, testing shows how much you know or don't know. The testing that we experience, every one of us, and it comes in so many different forms. I can't tell you if it's going to be in your personal life, in your spiritual life, it's going to be in your church life, it's going to be in your business life. I don't know. You don't know where they're coming from. All I know is when the trials come, the author of Hebrews said, you need endurance. So I just came this morning to say, keep on pressing on. Keep on leaning in. Keep on pushing forward. And here's what you need to remember. The Apostle Paul said in Romans 8, we know. I don't think you can appreciate the rest of that verse until you understand those two words. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. But we don't know that if our faith is not right and if we haven't endured it to find out ourselves. Because I've gone through some stuff that I couldn't figure out how in the world God was going to use that. Matter of fact, I asked, I said, Lord, I don't understand this, but what in the world are you trying to teach me with this? And he didn't tell me right then. <laughs> But he did show me. He eventually showed me. I, I went to pastor the last church where I was pastoring. I'd been there about a month and something came up. I don't even remember what it was at this point, but something came up and it was just one of those things that had the potential of just dragging you down. Have y'all ever been there? And it came up and I, I was just, all of a sudden I felt distraught and I felt burdened and I walked back to my study and I opened the door and I walked in and I got on my knees and I began to praise the Lord. I said, I began to praise the Lord. You know why I was praising him? Because it all of a sudden, he reminded me I'd been through something similar and I knew how to handle it now because I'd already been through it. And so I just went ahead and gave him some praise. And I mean, listen, that was an occasion in my life when I learned to count it all joy, even in the midst of various trials and trouble. Listen, friend, you want to know, you want to know the blessing of living for the Lord? Don't lay down, don't stop, don't quit, but endure even when it's hard. Amen. The 
because I've come to tell you that God is working something mightier than you can imagine through what you're enduring. Sometimes the road will get lonely and the friends will get few and sometimes the burdens are heavy and the trials seem to never end. But don't you quit. Just endure. When the frustrations are high and the funds are low, when the worship is dry and the amens have dried up, when the altar is empty and the baptismal waters are still, don't you quit. Just endure, just press on. When the deacons are demanding, the naysayers are vocal, and it seems your friends have all left. When your wife is weary, your children are discouraged, and you're ready to throw in the towel, don't you quit. Endure like a good soldier. See, you don't quit because we serve a great God. I said we serve a great God. Why, he can acquit the guilty, bless the burden, calm the troubled waters. Don't quit, just trust him and endure because he can diffuse the disgruntled. He can extinguish the fires of the demons. He gives peace in the midst of the storm. I know it's tough. I know it's hard. I know you're lonely, but don't you quit. Just endure because our God can help the hurting. Our God can inspire the downhearted and discouraged. Our God justifies the sinner. Our God keeps the saint. Our God loves the unlovable. Our God makes a way where there is no way when the road gets rough. Don't you quit. Just endure. See, see, you got to remember, you got to remember that the road gets long and the valley gets wide, but don't quit because the one that called you, he'll nourish your soul. He'll overcome the obstacles. He'll provide every need. He'll quiet the gossip. He'll revive the spirit. He'll satisfy the longing heart. He'll turn your night into day. He'll use your weakness. He'll visit with the hurting, work when no one else can, and revive the exhausted and give zeal to the weary. I'm telling you, don't you quit. Don't you quit, just endure because people are dying and going to hell. Paganistic beliefs are being propagated all around. Hatred is rampant. Lies are being told as truth and the truth is being called lies. And I came to tell you, King Jesus is still on the throne. His hand's still on the throttle. And one of these sweet days, we're going to arrive at glory and we're going to climb up on his lap and he's going to hold us in his arm. We're going to say, Jesus is Lord. Lord, Jesus is Lord. And wait a minute, we're going to say, it was worth it all. Yeah.